This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, oh, what, a what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, it's good! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. It's won by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! Oh, You're listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. This is the Oppo's View, the show where we get to know a little bit more about our upcoming opponents. Uh, we take on Crew Alexandra on Tuesday evening, one of the two remaining home games that we have left in the season. I'm James Mapping and with me to tell us all about Crew Alexandra is Stuart Price from the Railway Men podcast. Stuart, thanks for taking time out to uh, talk to us. How are you? No problem at all. Cheers, James. Uh, yeah, life-wise, everything's fine. Football-wise, I mean, it's probably as bad as it's ever been is the short answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get on to that in a second. Uh, now, for all the listeners, we are recording this before our game with MK Dons and, for, and, and in Crew's case, before their game against AFC Wimbledon, so do bear that in mind. Um, let's get into it. First of all, the, the obvious, well, I suppose there's two obvious ones, but the first one is you've sacked your manager, Um Obviously, it took you to be relegated into League Two for that to happen. David Artel, I mean, he's been there since 2017. Uh, bit of a silly question, but was that the right decision? Should it have happened sooner? Um, we say it's a bit of a silly question. Um, I think when it actually happened, there was, there was quite a bit of shock uh, amongst the fan base that it was then. I think, personally, I had come to the conclusion that the club had decided they were going to stick with him. They, they knew we were going to get relegated. They were going to stick with him and give him the chance to rebuild. Basically, because of the four years that he'd had before that, um, you know, he's been manager for five years uh, and it's been a progression every single season from League Two all the way up to uh, building, well, building our way up League Two to the promotion season and then mid-table in League One last year. This is the first season he's going to finish um, below the year before. Uh, but... Um, I think we'd sort of got to the point where the sacking probably should have happened. 
there's an argument it should maybe have happened November, December, the last time we played you guys at home. Uh, and then there was a possibility it should have happened February, March again. Um, and then at this point, I think we've just sort of accepted that this season's gone. We're relegated and give him the summer and do it again. Try and build on uh, some positivity again. But I think the manner of the defeat on Saturday last week when we lost to Doncaster, who were 23rd, and I'll be honest with you, they are awful. Um, like, yeah. we are bad. Like, that's not me saying they're worse than us. When they're not. We are the worst team in League One. But Doncaster are rightly in 23rd. Uh, and the manner that we lost to them 2-0 in a game where we knew if we didn't win, we would be relegated. And there's a possibility that we weren't expecting to win because why would we expect to win this season compared to the other results? But the manner that we went about and just sort of meekly accepted that this was our fate and... I think that's probably had a bit of a say in the fact that this is the time that the board acted. But it was still a surprise, which is an odd, odd thing to say when you're looking at a team that's won six games in 42 and has 25 points for the season. Yeah, I mean, was it a surprise for yourself personally? Or what What were your personal opinion? Um, so, I mean, we were lucky to have him on. He came on about a month before the sacking, or about a month ago, uh, which we've been trying to get him on since we started the podcast, um, which has been two years now. Uh, and that's quite a big deal to, you know, we are a fan, a podcast run by fans, done by fans. There's no club connection at all. Um, and to get the manager of the football club on, we, we thought it was like the impossible dream. But eventually we got a number for him. And then he said, yes, we'd had to check with the club, check with the chairman. And then he disappeared for a bit. Then he came back and said, yeah, no, I'm still fine. And then all of a sudden he said, can you do this afternoon? And we were like, all right, yeah, cool. Because uh, you don't say no to that. Um, and so he came on and I... I have so much time for him as a person. He is uh, smart, he's intellectual, he's intelligent. And the other thing that's most important when you're talking about the football manager of your football team is he understands the club. He understands what crew are about. We are not Sheffield Wednesday with our, I don't know, what is it, 35, 40,000 seat stadium, yep. the history of championships and titles and whatever. Um, we're not a big city club like Sheffield. Um, we are a small town. Uh, with very little, like, very little history, we won the Johnston's Paint Trophy in 2013. I might have got that wrong, um, and that's our first ever trophy. That was yeah. it, except for the Welsh Cup, we won twice in the 1930s. Um, so you have to understand what Crew is about because it's not about silverware. Because you know we're the wrong club for that. But we are about an academy club, building up uh, our own players, selling them on building the future of these players with the premise that if you will look after us in terms of the first team, we will look after you in terms of we will let you go when it's gone. And he got that because he worked at the academy before. He was a player at the club. He's the only person that's ever managed and captained or even played, I think, in two promotion sides. He got the club. So for me, when it did happen on Monday, sadness, sadness was the thing that I think um, sort of was the most emotion I felt um so yes it was a surprise uh, because I thought we'd gone past it uh, I, I I said at the time or I said a few weeks before I wasn't really Artel out I'm not really because I've got too much respect for him as a person and what he's done from the football club that I support um but I wasn't really Artel in I was sort of ambivalent if they sacked him I felt like that would probably be the right decision if they kept him on I could also understand that but when it did happen, I did actually find out that I was quite sad about it. Which, like, say, is a little bit, 
is a bit strange, well, you know, like, you know, yeah, six it, wins it in is. the season. It sounds like it's been a torrid season. Normally. Yeah, everyone thinks that their football club is different and everyone thinks their football club is unique. But, and I'm going to say everyone's an idiot, but I'm also one of those idiots because I think <laughs> that as well. I genuinely do. There's not a single football club that would have had six wins in 42 league games and not sacked the manager before that. Like, there just isn't. No club would have tolerated that except for ours. And so that's why I think it was a shock because we sort of went, oh, well, you know, that, you know, we give managers time here. I was, uh, I was speaking to Gab Sutton, who I'm sure you know yesterday yeah. um, on, this is the Wednesday. Um, and I said, I'm in my late thirties and the next manager of crew, whoever that is going to be, is going to be my sixth manager. That's it. In the whole time that I've supported crew, like the 30 plus years. I think we've had six Dario managers in the last five years, I think. <laughs> well, this is it, you know, and that's what I mean. Like everyone thinks that their club is unique. And I'm sure there is, there's unique things about every club. That, I think that's where it comes from. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's just an odd situation to be in. It doesn't happen very often. You know, I said, do we want to do an emergency podcast when the news broke through? And everyone said, are you mad? Of course we do. Like crew sack a manager once every 20 years. Like we need to get something out there. And I was like, oh, well, it's quite late, you know, because I, I don't live in the UK. I, I was getting ready for bed. I live out in the Middle East. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can be bothered. But they were like, no, we have to do one because this is such a big deal. Um, and then eventually I was taught around, but I did go to bed and someone else did it for me. So that was, it all worked out well uh, for the podcast, at least, if not for the football club and Dave Artel. Yeah, of course. I mean, any rumours on who's going to be taking over at all? Any- um, yeah, I think the front runner, I think you'd be stupid to bet against Alex Morris. So Alex Morris is um, someone that came through the academy, didn't quite make it as a professional footballer. Uh, we've got a few of those. And th- what normally used to happen with that is if they didn't quite make it as a footballer, then the club would sort of keep them around. Time to go do their badges. You work their way up through youth football, academy football, et cetera, et cetera. And Alex Morris has been at the club for decades. Um, there's a possibility at the start of this season that he was in line for the Port Vale job, which would have ruined his legacy at Crew. if I'm honest. Anyone that goes to that club is uh, not coming back from it. Um, so he is now interim manager. I think the next four games are... Basically, he has to lose the job I don't think it's a job interview. I think he's he's been appointed and this is his probation period. So if he doesn't do anything stupid in the next four games, then he will be appointed the, uh, the job full time. Um, I don't think we're going to get an outside hire. You probably didn't see, but there was, uh, I can't remember the name. I think it was the Off The Line blog put a piece out the other day saying that he thought Nigel Atkins would be a good fit for crew. And that was universally panned by every single crew <laughs> fan that read that. Like that, the, the you know the classic response are you have got no idea what you're talking about in terms of our football club. We uh, we need, in my opinion, and this isn't a slight on Alex Morris. We need someone new coming in. Um, these players have seen these faces uh, all season, and they've lost all of these games. They need someone coming in, new ideas, fresh ideas. Uh, I do think it's someone that needs to understand the club, like Dave Artel. Dave Artel's not a crew guy, he's from Rotherham, uh, but he moved to the club as a player. He got it, he came back and worked there. Uh, someone like, I don't know if you're familiar with Justin Cochran. Um, mm-hmm. He played for us, we signed him from Hayes uh, in the early 2000s. Uh, he played a few seasons in the Championship. He then you know, moved on, had a career elsewhere. He was the England under-19 manager. He came on our podcast, absolutely phenomenal guy. Uh, and since then, since he's been on the pod, he's moved from the England under-19s to Manchester United. I forget his official title, but you know he's, he's working with the academy at Man United. If we could get him, I'd be, I'd be jumping over the moon. Uh, I think he'd be an absolutely superb um, hire. 
Uh, and again, someone who gets the club, he's not from Crew, he's from London, but he understands the club. He played for the club. He gets it. Yeah. Um, someone else, David Wright, you might remember from the Premier League. He Again, a good other player came through our academy, ended up playing in the Premier League for a few years with Wigan. Uh, I'm sure there was someone else he ended up with as well. In the I can't remember. He's assistant at MK Dons now. Again, moved away from the club, so he knows the club, but he's moved away. He's got fresh ideas. He's seen how other clubs do it. Uh, because I do think that sometimes we can get sort of stuck in our ways at crew. Uh, you know, this is what we do here. It doesn't always have to be like that, but that is what we do. Um, yeah. So, yeah, maybe someone like Justin Cochran, maybe David Wright, but I would be flabbergasted if it isn't Alex Morris next season. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll come on to talk about form and, and players to watch as well in, in a second. But, <laughs> uh, but but what next for Crew? I mean, you know, obviously, it's League Two next season. Um, I think we spoke last time, it was, you were saying you know, there's a, a young squad. Um, I mean, does that stand you in good stead for next season in, in terms of, you know, or do, or do you need to see a bit of a clear out? Uh, a big clear out. This this squad is woeful. Um there's there's players that aren't good enough. I think with the stat is that we've played the second amount of players in the football league this season after Scunthorpe. So you'd think in and amongst the I think thirty eight something ridiculous like that. Um, in and amongst those thirty eight players, you'd think we'd find eleven that worked in a system that worked with some level of skill to compete. We just haven't got it. Um, we've got players that are probably a bit too old. Uh, haven't really got the stamina to survive in League One anymore. Chris Porter being one of them, I'm Chris guessing. Porter, and I, I'm not slagging him off. I love Chris Porter. I think he's done fantastic. He, he can do it. Him. He missed a penalty in the reverse fixture, so you can slag him off if you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, we signed him as sort of a journeyman striker for the end of his seat, uh, the end of his career to come in and give a bit of sort of stability, backbone, know-how in that front line. That was five years ago. He's still here and he's still scoring goals. So no, nothing but. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Respect for Chris Porter. That penalty that he missed was the first penalty he missed for the club the whole time he's been here. So, uh, yeah, absolutely no uh, slagging off of Chris Porter. But he he's older than me, you know, and I, I have one working knee these days, so I don't know how he still plays <laughs> professional football. Um, the, so there's him, Luke Murphy. I, again, absolutely love Luke Murphy. Uh, he's an academy prospect, went off, played for Leeds in uh, championship, played for Bolton, etc. came back, um, love him to pieces. But sometimes I feel like he's not, his knowledge of what he wants to do is slightly quicker than his body can do it now. Um, so, and then there's the young lads. Um, so we've got two 17, 18 year olds playing centre back at the moment that come through the academy. They're, they're tremendous, but they're 17 and 18. They shouldn't be in the first team yet. They will be. 
uh, but they shouldn't be there. And they've played so many games this year and they've lost so many games that can only be having a damaging effect. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, to answer your question, which was about the squad, uh, I, I genuinely don't know what we're going to have in August when the new season kicks off in terms of what we already have and what we're going to keep. Um, what I think part of your question is, what am I expecting to see? I mean, the short answer to that is four more defeats. Like it, it, we are rock bottom in terms of morale, motivation, momentum, everything. It's as bad as it gets at the minute. Yeah, I mean, on on that form, then I'm I'm looking your know, eight games without a win. Um, of your last win came against Cheltenham back in February. I, I was going to ask kind of what the performance has been like because some of the games have been you know on the on the face of it. You know, just a one-goal margin. You know, two. It was a narrow two-one defeat against MK Dons. A one-nil defeat against Bolton. Um, by what you've been saying to me already, it sounds like the performance has been awful. Even though you've uh, you know you've been been only a one-goal margin in some. Yeah, I mean that is true. But you have to look at who we're playing. Uh, you know, last week we lost to Doncaster. Week before we lost to Fleetwood. These are teams in the relegation zone. Um, we. Um, we went to Doncaster, we, we had Fleetwood at home, and there was a little bit of an understanding, not an understanding, but a little bit of hope. Fans have to have hope that if we beat Fleetwood, that would get the ball rolling, then we could beat Doncaster, then we could beat Wimbledon, who we've got on Good Friday. Um, and then if we did that, all of a sudden, the great escape might be on. Uh, and we went, we played Fleetwood at home, and it, we scored an equaliser just before half-time. And before that, I'd say it was the worst 45 minutes crew had played all season. And then, as I've already mentioned, we sort of went to Doncaster and just surrendered. We just went, oh, oh, you've scored. Well, we're not going to bother trying to score one back. MK Dons on the Tuesday night before that, they went 2-0 up just before halftime. And then you could clearly see the MK Dons fit, uh, manager had said at halftime, don't do anything stupid. Don't get sent off. Don't get injured. These lot are rubbish. Just don't let them score. And they did. They stopped the scoring until like the 90th minute. Um, and they just didn't even bother trying in the second half because they didn't need to. We are we are woefully out of our depth in this league this year. Uh, and that is ridiculous when you think about where we were last season when we finished mid-table. Yeah, what, what's what's changed then for you to have been... You know, um, players. That, no. That's the... That's the you know, we lost... Um, in January last season, Perry NG went to Cardiff. And then in the summer, uh, Ryan Wintour left on a free, ended up at Cardiff. Charlie Kirk left just before the season kicked off at Charlton. So he went to another League One club. He's now on loan at Blackpool. Um, Harry Pickering got sold in January, but then he came back on loan. But then he went in the summer to Blackburn. Uh, he's absolutely flying. And then four games into the season, Owen Dale threw his toys out the pram stomped off out of training, uh, demanded a move, went on loan to Blackpool in January uh, and then made that, sorry, went on loan until January and then made that permanent in January. So five of our starters, our best players have left. Uh, Tommy Lowry wasn't in the team at the start of the season because he's not signing the contract. He is back in now. He'll be gone in the summer. Uh, you know, that's it. He's, he's, he's got four games left as a crew player. And he's gone. Because so when, when, when you're a club that, you know, because historically crew do sell players you you are yeah. a selling club aren't you and, and and that's probably still true now but you've got to have good recruitment aren't you because you've got to be replacing those players that obviously you not you don't know when them players are going to leave but you just know yeah. it's it's going to happen at some point so you've got to constantly have players coming through and and you know and the recruitment's got to be good and i think on the whole crew's recruitment 
has been quite good. You know, players have been coming through, but has, has that just kind of? I suppose it's a it's a cycle, and it's sometimes yeah. It's well, like normally a two or three year cycle, isn't it? And that that word cycle is something that we have grown to hate as crew fans because it means that we're good for a few years, then we're crap for a few years, and then there's some time in the middle where we're rebuilding. Um, and it's a point I again I made with Gab yesterday that it shouldn't be like that. We should be in the position where we're selling one and saying, right, this summer is your summer. Play, you know, play your heart out this year, get your move to your club, and then we'll bring one or two in. But we, you know, to, we've decimated our squad because the player that they probably should stay at crew a bit longer than they should have done because of COVID or because of whatever. Um, but we lost, like I said, six players, five players, and then Tommy Lowry. Um, from a promotion squad and it wasn't just players it was the best players and the players that had played together since they were nine years old in the academy worked their way up they knew each other intuitively uh, and then we just replaced them now in the past Dave Artel's recruitment was pretty good he looked when he came in he looked at this squad of all these young raw players Perry NG Harry Pickering etc etc and thought right I need a few experienced bodies to come in to you know, show these young lads how to win football games. So he brought in Chris Porter. He brought in Eddie Nolan, a centre-back, um, and Paul Green, a centre-mid. And that spine, and Nicky Hunt as well, uh, and that spine of players combined with the quality of the youth players was what worked. There was a move away from that this year, this year, maybe even last year, uh, where instead of buying the older players who are maybe coming to the end of their career, he was taking a gamble on players more in the prime of their career. But to do that as crew in League One, when we're competing with however many big clubs there are in League One this year, with League One being as ridiculous as it is, we had to sort of take gambles. So we signed Tommy Hoburn, who's had, um, I think, two ACL injuries. I think it's ACL, I could be wrong. But he had two you know, career-ending injuries, uh, Scott McDonald, who was out for a long time, with two, he broke his leg twice. You know, we've taken gambles on these players, and the two that I mentioned both retired before the season had started. So we signed them, thinking that these are our solutions, and then they've gone, and then all of a sudden our solutions now become problems again. But we've run out of time because the season's about to start, and all the signings players are going to make have been made. So that's how the season started, and it's just gotten worse and worse. Um, side players just not wanting to play, players leaving, retiring, uh, massive injuries. It it really if you want a definition of just like the worst season possible, this has been it. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought our season last year was uh, was pretty bad, but but yeah, I mean of those players that are still there, then I've picked a picked a few out. Um, Chris Long is obviously the obvious one. Eight goals for you this season. You know, if you look on uh, on who scored, he's, he's your highest rated player so far. Um, it, it does look like obviously your biggest threat in, in front of goal. I'm guessing that's that's no, that's right. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, he's good. He annoys me uh, because he tries to take shots from. He does really good stuff, and he'll take a shot from the corner flag or you know he's sat on the subs bench and he's trying to shoot from there um he's a he's a bit selfish in the way that everyone says he's a good thing for a striker and he has scored more goals than anyone else so you know he's doing what he's supposed to be doing and it's probably unfair of me to criticize him because he's probably been the best part of a bad bunch by quite a considerable distance there's an argument tommy lowry once he came back in would be someone else who should be up there. But yeah, I'd say Chris Long, if we're going to do a player of the season award with the pod, which I'm not sure if we are, because I'm not sure if I can be bothered, um, <laughs> then I would be very surprised if Chris Long didn't win it, I think, this year. 
I mean, the other one I've picked out, you've just mentioned him there, Tom Lowry, you know, 24-year-old, he's got four assists, you know, joint top in terms of assists for this season. Um, most key passes, you know, he's, he's high up on the pass completion. As well. it, looks a, it looks an accomplished centre mid from a, from a team that's obviously not done great, you know, this season. He's a very good player. He is. He's a very good. He's, he's a very good player playing in a very poor team. Um, he will go somewhere next year, and he'll probably do okay. He might not excel first year. Um, he's very small, um, but if he goes, I would expect him to go to a championship side, maybe top end of League One. But I would, I'd be surprised if he didn't end up in the championship next year. He'll probably end up at Blackpool. All of our players end up at Blackpool at the moment. That's probably because they've got Neil Critchley uh, as manager, who is again an ex-crew academy player, didn't make it. So he learned his trade as a coach at crew and now he's off changing the world at Blackpool. And stealing so, uh, all yeah. players. Yeah, and stealing all the players. So yeah, he's very, very good. Um, I don't like him in sense of what he's doing this year and running down his contract. Uh, I disagree with crew fans. I think if you've come for the academy, uh, the academy need or the club need to make money when you move on, if you move to a higher level. If you don't make it, fine. But if you're going to go up a division or up two divisions, if you see, think of it as a League Two to Championship, then the academy should be getting some money. So I don't like the decision that he's made. And it is his decision. People can say it's his agent. He can sign it if he wants to. Um, but he's a very, very good player. So, yeah, there's there's a mixed feelings from me about Tommy Lowry these days. Definitely. Um, obviously, you know, by the t- time we play each other, you'll just have three games left of the of the season. Is it just a case of go out there, enjoy yourself, put a show on for the fans that have been through the? Uh, I want to say thick and thin this this season, but it's mainly been thin, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, enjoy yourself. God, I forgot what that feels like. Um, I guess so. I, like I said, I think the next four games: uh, Wimbledon, then yourselves, uh, Ipswich, and Lincoln. They are a job. Um, interview for Alex Morris um, to see what he can do. He, we had his first press conference this week. It was very good, but words are words. Actions are something that speak louder than words, as we know. Um, personally, I cannot wait. I cannot wait till the 30th of April, 2.30, when the final whistle goes on that last game of the season. <laughs> I've had enough. I, you know, I made the commitment to do a podcast once a week during the season, and I cannot wait until I can have some time off from just watching the football that I've had to watch this year. <laughs> that That's, you know, <laughs> apologies to anyone listening to this that thinks that I've come on and I'm whinging. Joe, you know what? Um, it's fine. We we've had we, we drew against Bolton on Sat on Saturday, and we've got we've got some fans asking for the manager to be sacked. So it's um you know it puts things into perspective. That's well, that's uh, yeah. Sure. Get themselves get them down Gresty Road, um, and then see see if they think it's still too. You know, it's the same as Man United fan. I'm not going to go into a rant. But Man United fans moaning about being fifth in the Premier League. Get a life. Get over yourself. Yeah, proper fans, proper fans. Yeah. Go on then, Stuart, before we let you go, um, score prediction then for uh, for Tuesday night. I know we've got a, there's a game yeah, between that, but uh, yeah, how do you see um, it going? With your head and your heart, Stuart. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, nil, crew three. We'll go with that. <laughs> Fantastic, Stuart. Thank you very much. Uh, no if you've problem. enjoyed the podcast, then please make sure you leave a rating or a review. We do uh, really appreciate it. And we'll see you again next time. Cheers. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.